Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Hello, Ross. Been a, um, a pretty rough 12 months for me, but, you know, with the Pies losing the flag, me having to move to Perth, then come back, but... All washed away last weekend when the uh, Renegades got up, Ross. So um, <laughs> I, I booked in for my tattoo and I, I'm, you know, I'm super pumped up. <laughs> I am pumped up, mate. What tattoo are you going to get? A koi fish, perhaps? Or? Uh, yeah, a red one. Yep. A traditional <laughs> Renegades koi fish. Yeah. That's it. You um, know it. Yeah. Fair enough. It reminds me of a um, human nature song Wash Away the Pain. Save up all your tears. Yeah, yeah. Was that from their uh, most recent Christmas album, Russ? Or I think it was a uh, combination effort with John Farnham, actually. But oh, anyway, I might be wrong. A man who has said Shane Watson modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. And I'm, I'm with Bull. I'm a renegade man. I'm a very happy renegade man. And unlike most of the people around Australia, I never got off Dan Christian. I love Dan Christian. He's my man. <laughs> and I just want to say congratulations to DC and the renegade boys. Alex, you were wrong. He's not old. He's not washed up. He's not a shit cunt. So well done to DC and the boys of the renegades. <laughs> Australia's number one Dan Christian fan and our guru, <laughs> welcome Alex. G'day fellas. Um, I want to tell you a heartwarming story of how I got on the Reddit gaze to start with. It was because my boy uh, Ronald McDonald, Andrew McDonald, um, was playing in their side in the first ever BBL. I think that's BBL 01, Ross, yeah, if I, I recall. So. Yes, I think that okay. was the first yeah, one. Yeah. Um, I do remember us all buying memberships in BBL 01. Yep, I don't think I did, but you guys must have. Um, <laughs> I did. I still get emails never like I'm a, a member. Never been a member from day dot. Never <laughs> been a member. Yeah. Um, but uh, now uh, Andrew McDonald's coaching them. It's been that long oh, since what a, we've won what one. What a turnaround. Well, well, let's have first one. All the famous names that have gone through there. Oh, oh, boxing man. Ben Stokes. Dirk Nannis. Yeah, yeah. Nannis. Sean Tate, yeah, I reckon. Oh, yeah, Sean Tate. Yeah, sure. uh, Bradley what about Jade, he- Jade Herrick? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> the legend. Yeah, Shahid The Renegade. Yeah, Shahid Afridi. That's right. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boo-boo. 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 Oh, Abdul Razak. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, all these past greats are now shedding tears, sea spray, and emotions. Because uh, the, the renegades got up. Yep. Yep. Salt water well in my to... eyes, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> Crowded house songs now coming to mind. Jeez. Uh, it was an amazing production, but I will continue. Amazing production. What am I talking about? Jesus. I'll continue with the spiel, and then we'll get back to more renegade chat. Maybe this will be the renegade hour. Um, today <laughs> we're in the triangulated Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by our broadcast partners for 2019: Roger David, the Dot Com Boom, Netscape, Aussie Mail, Ask Jeeves, and Alta Vista, Antioxidants, and Omega Three. Fast bat speed and high bat grips, low full, toss, <laughs> low full tosses and the block hole, and keeping your shape. Kristen Mari's Plant Farm, Emerald and Essendon Airport, hello, hello.com.au. Sultans of Sting, cover band of Dire Straits and the Police. And Big Leavers, <laughs> the John Hastings story, Australia's top selling autobiography, audiobook. Forward, forward by Clint Mackay. <laughs> Don't yes. forget our merchandise on Redbubble and check out the hats. Fuck off, yes. Ross. And the can coolers. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Stubby holders in this country, Ross, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so the... And my learner's permit, Ross, that's a new... Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, good one. Pete plates, 15 years in the making. <laughs> Brought to you yeah. by David Bull's Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worn out, I believe it is. 
All right, oh, so get let's get back to uh, what happened in the BBL to finish the season. So it was the traditional semi-finals without the prelim final, 1v4, and the first game was Hobart versus the Melbourne Stars down at Boot Park. And it didn't start well for the um, Hobart Hurricanes. They're two big guns. Well, Wade in particular has been doing a great job at the top of the innings. It was Dan Worrell, our man, penis in the pitch. That's it, Jay. Yeah. Did the damage. Four overs of chaos, they called it on Crick Info. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I know. It's just uh, a big call. And Hobart got along to only 153 for seven. Uh, there was some good innings. Darcy Short made 35. That was good. Uh, ben McDermott, 53. And George Bailey, 37. But they just weren't able to get the, the rate up particularly high. Yeah. And um, best bowling... Oh, Dan Worrell, four overs, four for 23. So he did yeah, quite well. Good. And um, in reply, uh, it was looking like... Uh, it, was, it turned into a bit it's of a... like an interesting a game, Ross. Hmm. For um, the Melbourne Stars, they got their, yeah, with um, more than an over to spare. Glenn Maxwell getting some more runs. Which is interesting. Come into a bit of form in the arse end of the BBL. He did, he did, yep. So anyway, that meant Melbourne Stars were going to play in the final and they just had to see who was going to host. And it was the Renegades versus Sydney Sixers at Etihad Stadium on the Friday night. Marvel yeah. Stadium, thank you. Oh, Marvel Stadium, sorry. sorry. And um, Sydney Sixers had a massive opening stand. They got uh, 52 out of both openers off 30 balls. And um, Moses Enriquez even managed to make a runner ball 28, which really oh, wasn't what was what So his slow batting probably cost them. They only got to 180 off their 20 overs. Not enough. No, not enough. And uh, in reply, the Renegades... There's some interesting things happened in that innings. Sam Harper and Cameron White came in and blitzed them in a couple of short little bursts. 30, well, 36 is a decent score in T20 and 29. But they are going at strike rates over 170. And Aaron Finch was sort of playing the anchor role. Until yeah. what did he do, Mick? Oh, he tried, to, he tried to play a switch hit, which I've never seen him play yeah. in his entire yes. fucking life. And got bowled by a straight one. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Anyway, the... Um, the run rate kept climbing, but uh, the Renegades sneakily had put their two of their best batsmen down at six and seven, Tom Cooper <laughs> and Dan Christian. Oh, strategy, fuckers. boys. Oh, yeah. We just the sacrificed McKenzie. Tom Cooper made all bloody BBL, though, right? Pretty much. Christian? No, uh, Tom Cooper. Hang Tom on Cooper. Oh, uh, yeah, he made a few. Um, uh, yeah, he's been pretty up and down, though. Yeah, yeah. Down, mostly, yeah. They just sacrificed <laughs> Mackenzie Harvey at five so they could get Cooper and Christian at six and seven. Mm, <laughs> makes no sense. Anyway, it was Dan Christian, 31, not out off 14 balls. It got him over the line. Ah, that was a good innings. Yeah. We watched that, didn't we, Alex? Yeah. yeah. That was a good bloody That innings. was the, the Friday night was, game. Yeah. He, he, he paired yeah, up with Christian. Cam Boyce, didn't he, right at the end to get the win of Yeah, runs. right at the end, he yeah. and Cam Boyce. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Kane Richardson came in and hit a couple That's of boundaries. It. Yeah. yeah, finished the game off, and uh, Dan Christian was player of the match. But more importantly, the match referee was Peter Marshall, Alex. That's it. Much more mm. important. Marshall Station. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall batteries. So that oh, set up yeah. a fascinating cross town clash in the final. Oh. 
And it was Renegades versus Stars at Marvel. And uh, it was um, some underwhelming batting by the Renegades. It was uh, hard to watch in the early stages. They, they slumped to be 5 for 65 off 10 overs. Once again, just sacrificing Mackenzie Harvey at number 5. Yep. <laughs> they, looked and, the uh, they looked dead didn't yeah. in the water. They looked dead at the halfway mark, yeah, at the drinks break. But um, Tom Cooper and Dan Christian, 43 and 38. Oh. Didn't go at huge strike rates, strike rates of 120, but they got them up to a respectable 145 for five. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't sound respectable, no. but well, you know, sort of watching the match. You yes, know yeah. and I was listening to an interview with uh, Andrew McDonald, and when Dan, DC came off the field at the innings break, he said to McDonald, we've got 15 too many. Oh, hey, we've got them, they've got to get them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think we're we all about to say that, Joe. There was an incident in this innings I'd like to talk about, if I could just take a minute. Yes, I just want to it. say, like, Jackson Bird should be fucking ashamed of himself. The middle, of a B, mid, the middle of a BBL game, deliberately trying to stand on the ball and scuff it up right in the middle of the pitch after the ball's been hit at him, and then has the nerve yep. to kick it onto the stumps like a fucking petulant <laughs> child and run a bloke out. You're a fucking disgrace, I, I, Jackson Bird. I, I'd like to see um, what Sutherland or the new CEO is going to yeah. do about banning him. Probably oh, yeah. fifteen yeah. years. Fifteen years. Yep, we've got a precedent. Obviously, yep. with sandpaper stuff. Yep. You can't just go That's kicking it. balls around. That's no. fucked. Nah, fifteen so. years. Get him out of the game. Can't have that. Yeah, it's, you got to rub this stuff out, don't you? Yeah, it's a bad look. Oh yeah, you got to get on it. Real hard, hard case. It's a yeah. bad look. Style. You know, kids these days won't want to play cricket watching stuff like that. They'll shatter their yeah. fucking ankles trying yeah. to kick the ball. <laughs> trying <laughs> to kick the ball. Everyone's gonna have to wear shin guards or something. Now. <laughs> First switch hits. Now this. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, well, to, slow David. over rates. Now this. Yeah. Kid. What is going on here? Slow over rates. Yeah, the game's in the fucking uh. mud. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Then Melbourne Stars had their chance to bat. 146 was the target from 20 overs. So it's a run rate of just a tick over seven that they required. Would have got them easy. Would have got them yeah. easy. None down. Yeah. <laughs> and they they started off. Ben Dunk and Marcus Stoinis were going along. Stoinis was 39 off 38 when he went out. So not quite going at the required rate. A little bit slowish. But uh, it was the, 12 point, the, the last ball of the 13th over... And they were one for 93. And then yep. it all just went nuts. <laughs> Tits up, as we say. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So was there the a capitulation? Oh. Yeah. From the last ball of the 13th over to the second last ball of the 18th over, they lost seven for 19. That's oh, fucking insane. Unbelievable. Peter Hanscom made a second ball, duck charging down the wicket. Glenn Maxwell was out for one. Nick Maddinson, six, caught around the corner trying to hit a slow ball. Seb Gotch, out for two. Darren Bravo, out for three. And it was Adam Zampa hit a couple of boundaries in the last over when it was all over, who um, was the uh, third top scorer with 17. So How much was, did, we, we, did we or the Renegades win by, Ross? We. 13. Oh, DC was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not by much. Well, you know though. the problem. The problem for the yeah. stars was they didn't have our man Frosty in the team. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And that's what happens. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So player of the match was Dan Christian, and the match referee was Bob Stratford. Stratford. Old oh, mate must have been Stratford. worn out. 
My old mate must have been worn out from Friday night, so he couldn't back up oh, on yeah. the same ground on Sunday. <laughs> well, there was a good holler for a marshal. Carbon coffee, Ross. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just get over that in a couple of days, mate. That takes a week to get over the carbon coffee. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> just coughing yes. your lungs up. Sorry, boys. Too many Nando's. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, one of the best all time choking efforts you've ever seen. Make Collingwood supporters feel happy, no doubt, to see that happen <laughs> to someone else. Uh, fuck off, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just Melbourne stars. What a bunch of dicks. Yeah, basically. <laughs> how, could you, how could you not get another 45 runs or something with uh, six overs to go? And, uh, yes. I think with eight the stars, in Ross, they're, they're destined never to win the um, coveted BBL mm. trophy. They've had their yes. chances in the past with KP. They had the best team in it for a long time. And then they... Yeah stumble at the first hurdle or they wouldn't ever make the finals and now yeah. they've got there this was their time one for yeah. 93 need another 50 to like a walk yeah. that in ross you could phone yes. the rest of the innings in and the renegades who renegades are shit. how do you win yeah. a bbl title without having any batsmen yeah and what do they yeah. make 250s for the entire buddy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think it, i think it was 350s 350s yeah. for, for the whole tournament it doesn't matter if everyone makes 40 or 35. That's enough in a um, T20. They did have the, lead, they did have the leading wicket take in the whole comp, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kane Richardson. Kane Richardson. Yeah. Uh, that's true. And Cam Boyce bowled well, and so yeah, did yeah. Um, Harry Gurney and Shinwari, their overseas players. If you look at their that's combined right. figures, they'd be quite good in the yeah. whole tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Gurney just celebrate like he'd been there the whole time and played at the club for years? Yeah. Just a real time. <laughs> he's a day not died red before. We red, his, his blood is red, kid. Yeah. That's, how, <laughs> that's how renegade he is. I bleed red. <laughs> I see red, and I they see fucking red, I see red. Cameron White and Dan Christian went off like they were two blokes retiring. They're, they're two guys that known each other for years. That's yeah. okay. But yeah. fucking Gurney... But they've also played, played it. Like three like Cam White's left and come back and DC left and come back so it's not like they've been yeah, renegades no. the whole time no DC right. was at Brisbane then Hobart then the renegades and Cam White was at the Stars and they cut him and he came yeah. across the for renegades for Michael Clark, who never played a game yeah. oh that's it yeah my um, Aaron Finch has been there the whole time yeah he's yeah, been a full time renegade Marcus well, was a renegade was a scorcher. left yes who yeah. Maxwell uh, sorry Marcus Harris was a scorcher and then a renegade yeah yeah uh, Kane well, Richardson about, would have played yeah. for the Strikers and then yeah. there. Boyce how about old mate? Um, how about old mate? Uh, Trophy's champion, fucking DJ Dwayne Bravo, Bravo, who went to the Stars because he thought they had a better chance of winning a title. Sucked mm. in, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say to our listeners, um, if you hear groaning and weird sounds, it's my annoying fucking dog. Oh. It has to be <laughs> while we record for some reason. If you hear a shovel on the concrete, that's Ross's child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what did we think of the length of the tournament? There's been a bit of discussion that uh, it might not start till... Um, the pre-Christmas stuff might get the chop. It might start Boxing Day or maybe one game before Christmas, something like that. Yeah, it's still, like, it was, it was a little bit on the long side, I think. I think the problem with it was that, like, and I found myself, that last kind of week to ten days, I'd stopped watching, like, I watched most games and got to the point where I'd start to watch a game and if nothing really interesting happened, I'd just turn it off. Yeah. And, um... It's just, I think it was the last 10 days were just a little bit too much. The finals made up for it. They had some fucking yeah. really good finals. Like, yeah, all three games, finals yeah. 
All three finals were really entertaining, so that made up for it. That being said, I was fucking close to switching the grand final off too between fucking you and me. Lucky I didn't. Yeah. But um, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon it got to the point where it was sort of just on. You know, yeah. like back in the day, you'd watch most games because there wasn't that many of them. And then in this sort of season's instalment, it was more just background noise while you were doing some other shit at your house. So, yeah. And yep. once it gets to the point where it's just on in the background, you sort of got an issue. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I like the um, it going into February, actually. I think that that's fine. You just yeah. If it's going to get decent crowds and that at that time it's got to sort of try it for a few years so it gets into people's uh, yeah. habits that uh, yeah. that's the BBL goes to them. You season, don't you, Ross? Yeah, yeah, you, you do. A defined yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. And um, interesting, I think there was some chat about they might uh, bring in that final we've all talked about, the 1v2 final to yeah. kick things yeah, off. It's a, it's a and it idea. might be... Oh, yeah, it might be a case of the sort of three... Then you have three lead-up finals. They might be on one weekend and then it'd be four or five days before the actual final. final. Yeah. So yeah. there'd be a break think, there. And that might... To finish uh, top two, I think, is yeah. the, the important yeah. thing. Yeah. So mm. that might provide a bit of more more build-up to the actual yeah. final. Mm. Parade. Down yeah, oh, definitely. Down have a public holiday, B- BBL yeah. holiday. Yeah. That's it. Yes. <laughs> so interesting BBL, to see. Um, mm. You go, Ross. Oh, interesting to see. There's just there's there's plenty of ways, and I've read a few things that they're open to trying some different things. So interesting to see. There's plenty of opportunities to have a couple more double headers that can um, always move through yep. things a little bit quicker if they need to. Yeah, but I think um, the final spread over two weekends that would be okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no doubt about that. Hmm. What were you going to say, just David? On, just on the BBL, um, I'm not sure if anyone's going to cover this, but I'm going to steal your thunder. Um, that's why we have prem podcast yeah, that's planning it. meetings. Yeah, production yeah. meetings. Yeah, 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 that's right. Tight um, ship. Yeah. Tight yeah. ship productions. Um, yeah. So our legal team reached out to uh, Cam Borgus or Borgus um, just to make <laughs> sure, to just to make sure it was all right <laughs> that we used his name for our medal. And um, he got back to us on Twitter and gave us the all clear, Roscoe. So, yes, um, I saw that. Yeah. We can save our well, Gin's five bucks and my 250 that we yeah. own. Uh, I think we're okay. Yes. Well, I think yeah, Cam would have to uh, confiscate our splitter or two splitters that we have. I think that's what oh, we yeah, are. Yeah, that's, that's our true. assets. Yeah, yeah. assets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, 30 stubby holders we haven't sold yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I good. tried to reach out to Jay Dernbach, but his lawyer just flicked his email out of the back of the hand and it got hit for six <laughs> by my junk filter. So I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, very good. Um, interesting to see uh, Dan Christian there's a lot of coverage of Dan Christian I wouldn't say I was off him from a long way back <laughs> but uh, prove me wrong he's certainly a gun for hire in T20 and just loves the pressure situations uh, fellas, uh, very very just, successful uh, jump in because I uh, I went down to the local uh, trophy shop slash op shop and mm-hmm. um, I've purchased the Camborges trophy uh, uh-huh. for two dollars for two bucks. Yep, it's a genuine marble and gold. Yes, look at it. What a majestic beast this thing is. Yep, so I'll take a photo of that and put it up on the socials for our friends. And we'll email it to Darcy Short, not the actual trophy, the picture of the yeah, trophy. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you get. That's all you win is a yeah. picture of it's the like trophy. It's like a shield. Yeah. You're not allowed to. You've got to give it back. Yeah, you're not yeah. even allowed to look at the shield, but your name's on it. You just let, you know that your name's on it. I will also mail him a giant novelty check. <laughs> 
from Colonial Bank. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do not cash until the year 2025. <laughs> non-negotiable. Non-cashable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two lines down the middle, non-negotiable. That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, some other... It's been a very quiet time for the Australian national team. They haven't been playing. It's a weird time to... Can't lose when you don't play, Ross. Uh, That's true. Usually (laughs) at this time of year, February, we're doing the weird stuff where we have two teams on the go. You know, one's playing a T20 game in Geelong and the other one's in India playing a warm-up match. You've got the two different... (laughs) But this year they've managed to do complete opposite and not schedule anything for a couple of weeks. And so you saw a few of the players playing for the BBL, but if they're going to create a window for the international players to play BBL... I don't know that the um, period of time where they're just playing games on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday is ideal. Mm. Uh, that meant they only each played one game, whereas if they've got 10 days off, say, in January or something, then they could play probably three or four games. Interesting mm. one. Anyway, that's the way things go. Chat. Just uh, moving on to some other national team talk. There's not much around, but um, the Australian women's team beat... The Silver Ferns last night in Perth, and yep. I was following yep. this along a little bit, and it was a little bit strange. Uh, Australia only made 241 all out, and Cardinal Sin David, 49.4 oh, overs. Did a bat their overs. Fucking yep. hell. Yep. And New Zealand were absolutely cruising. They were 4 for 188 in the 41st over, chasing 236, so they'd actually put themselves in a good position. They just needed to accelerate. But, um, yeah, it all fell apart, and um, they couldn't get there. They finished 9 for 235 off their full... Fi- 9 for 236, sorry, off their full 50 overs. Not so, even all out. No. At least, at least a couple of them got red ink, so that's good. <laughs> standard, standard Kiwi yeah. bullshit. In a position <laughs> to win and fucking lose it. At least Perry yeah. was getting it to hook literally yeah, sideways. sideways. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, late. I saw that video on um, Twitter where she like, yeah. bowls two outies and then bowls yeah. the innie and just chocks the chick. It's fucking great Castles. Yeah. Did you see the catch that the Kiwi lady took? I think it was in second slip or gully. I, I don't know her name. I didn't look into it enough. Good. But good. It was fucking unbelievable that catch. If Talk I find the video, it. I'll pop it on, um, pop it on the socials, as we youngins yeah. like to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, old mate tries to run one down the third man. It might have been Elise Perry. She looked tall, so it might have been her. Mm-hmm. And uh, second slip just dives full length to her right and oh. just snaffles this fucking oh, nice. catch. Michael Clark style it was. Oh, Michael Clark style. Good oh, let's not say anything too disparaging about it. Like, yeah, she's probably not an absolute fucking kind of a thing, but you know. <laughs> Righty. Oh, that um, that series rolls on with a game in Adelaide tomorrow at the Karen Rolton Oval. Then uh, they've got a tour match against the Governor General's Eleven <laughs> in Sydney. Oh, nice. Good. Is Next George Friday. Bailey leading that team? Yeah. <laughs> uh, George Bailey's mum. Oh. <laughs> that's that's next Thursday at Dremoyne Oval, and then the third match is at um, uh, the Junk Junction Oval oh, next Sunday. Uh, so uh, nice. I, I don't know if it's usual to have two games, then a tour match, then the third game of the series. But anyway, but that's they, what they're doing. They used to do it back in the day, didn't they? They used to have test matches, and then you'd have a tour game between test yeah, matches. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they used to play but, states every now and then. Yeah. This is. Yeah. I would have thought you'd start with the tour match 
if you're only going to play yeah. one and then have the yeah, three ODIs. Right. It's sort of like a warm-up match. But anyway, they've, they've done it that way, so whatever. They're bringing it back, Ross. Bringing it yeah, back. I, think, yeah. if I, for one, think it's a good thing. I don't know if I hate it. Yeah. A million tour matches. Go and play for yeah, I'm not anti match. the tour match. <laughs> I just think it's strange that it's between the second and third ODIs, Fixed not before chat. the first one. I don't think it's strange. I think it's good. <laughs> it's good. Okay. Right. Good on them. And um, um, the New Zealand's women's coach, um, I haven't got her first name here, Tiffin, who looks like she could be related to Dickie uh, Knee. <laughs> Curly hair at the back of the hat. Yeah. Bit of mid nineties yeah. referencing here on right, right yes, down our yeah. Bringing the crowds back yeah. to podcasting. All oh, right. Kind of reminded me of Tango and Cash as well. <laughs> <laughs> the original odd couple. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, didn't uh, they just get in trouble and go to the Breakfast Club? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We go now to. <laughs> A bit more uh, of some local cricket, Mick, and I believe it's over to you for some stories about local cricket inspired by Aaron Finch and the plastic chair at the Renegades. Yes, Grand yes, Fox. yes. So as most I'll let people, you lead it in. Yep. So as most people have seen last weekend, the Melbourne Renegades took home the BBL title. Now, whilst that was quite the achievement in itself, it's not what we're here to speak about today. So I'm here to speak about the incident that occurred after Renegade Skipper and one of our favourites here on the podcast. Aaron Finch was run out by that cheating, cheating Jackson Bird. (laughs) As Finchy exited the playing arena and made his way down the race, he eyed a plastic chair and proceeded to treat it like a well-flighted Ashton Agar straight break and belted the absolute (laughs) fucking suitcase out of it. Mark, it was good to watch too. Now, this video reminded me, if not only myself... But how great it is to see a good old-fashioned blow-up at a lo- at local cricket level. <laughs> oh, yeah. I also managed to get tagged in this post on, on social media a couple of times as well and had a request <laughs> for this story from one of our listeners. So, Huss, here is the story for you, buddy. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I, I will begin the story about myself. So it's quite possibly the blow-up that I'm best known for at my local club. So for those of you who don't know and haven't listened to the podcast before, I have a slight temper and don't tend to tend to find joy in losing my wicket. I've been known to throw bats, before, punch walls, yeah. smash, smash bats against fences, smash bats into bins, just smash bats into pretty much anything. And I've also been known to abuse anyone silly enough to come and talk to me in about the first 10 or 15 minutes after I've gone out. So this story begins with my team, the West Ivano Roosters, having just made finals. And we were playing a team who we had a very healthy and fierce rivalry with at the time called the Preston Druids. They were a bunch of celibate monks who lived in a cave or something like that. Um, <laughs> lived halfway up a tree, have, have a sickle in their head. So a couple of weeks prior, we'd played a very, very spirited game against the Druids where we'd snatch victory from the jaws of defeat and entered the finals pretty confident of our chances of taking home a victory. That confidence was misplaced. Uh, <laughs> so the Druids won the toss and elected to bat. We had them four for 68 and we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. Enter former Sri, Lanka, Sri Lankan all-rounder, Dulip. Okay, how do you spell his, pronounce his last name, Paul? Uh, Liangi. Liangi. Dulip Liangi. Who proceeded to play all... Pardon? He's a test player. Just yeah, that's what I said. Oh, sorry. Sri Lankan all-rounder. It's test all-rounder. There we go. Yeah. 
Um, so he proceeded to flay all comers to every corner of the field and a couple, and at least one to a front yard as well. So <laughs> oh, that was uphill too, Mick. Yeah. So, so this is where the rot started for myself. An extremely part-time off-spinner at the time, I was given the task of trying to pry Dulip's wicket away from him and was instead hit for one of the biggest sixes I've ever seen in the flesh. It went over mid-wicket, up a hill, over the power lines, over the road, into someone's front yard. It was a legitimate 100 metres. By the time you angle in the flight and everything, it was fucking Massive. <laughs> it plugged perfectly like a Tiger Woods layup. Yeah, yeah. It just oh. went doop straight to the front yard. It's fair to say I didn't get a second over. So, um, <laughs> so the Druids would go on to, to make eight for 355 declared, with Dulip finishing up with 158. Yeah. Uh, fellow podcaster Alex finished with a fifer. Five for fuckloads, that is, as he got belted <laughs> everywhere. Well, the, the scores aren't in my cricket mix. So no, <laughs> Did, didn't you also drop Dulop on about 10 that day? I, uh, there was one team rule, I, re- I remember, and it was don't drop Dulop. Yep. And I dropped him and he was on 60, thank you very much. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't on 10. Mind you, I had four wickets by then. Yeah, true, but yeah. he cost us. And took a five for, yeah. so, you know... Going, it's interesting how one little thing gets pulled out <laughs> 10 years later. When uh, so in, no one contributed in that game. No one. Apart from me, I took a five-five. He's lost it. He's lost it. Opening up old wounds here, Mick. <laughs> so the, Druid, the, the Druids, led by their weaselly little piece of shit captain, Halabi, <laughs> Declared, oh. declared. Yeah, first name, alleged de- weasel. <laughs> de- declared with two overs remaining in the day. Oh. So myself oh, and fellow podcaster David, who opened the batting for the glorious West Island Aristos at the time, strapped on our pads and went out to bat. We negotiated the final twelve balls like the consummate professionals we are, and would begin yep. the next day at none for one. Confidence high. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, can I just in, can I just interrupt here because I've just remembered there's more than one dummy spin in this game. Yeah, a couple. There's <laughs> Julep Skyderball off. I forget who, but let's just say me. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, everyone's the tensions were high at this stage because I dropped him already, and I think he put on about another eighty. <laughs> so he's still got about thirty runs to go to get to his full quota of one hundred and fifty. Um, his mandated so quota. Ball went, I reckon, about seventy-five meters from Dave, who was the keeper at the time, and ball had a fair crack at getting there, but sort of went a bit late because it went miles away from him. And our skipper's just, like, thrown his hat on the ground and fucking <laughs> said something, or waved his hands in the air and said something like, oh, commit, or something like that. And all I can hear from Paul, he goes, I'm not fucking Flash, mate. What am I, the fucking Flash? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Come on, Hussein. <laughs> oh, fucking gold dust. You were never a chance of mate, getting there. But carried 125 kegs plus the pads I had to wear. There's no way I was getting that. Oh. Sorry, kick up. Yep. Alrighty. So after the dreams of making centuries in a final, I woke up the following morning looking forward to a long stay at the crease. Once again, David and I got kitted up and strode out to the middle. Unfortunately for David, his stay in the middle wasn't as long as hoped and he left with a duck beside his name. 
<laughs> my word, I did. Who got me out? Do you know? Uh, I had I had it in front of me. I don't remember, but that's right. I got out to Spink. I got out to Spinksy, the fucking piece of shit. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did too. I think. I, mean, I got out to him every fucking game, bowling his slow pass. <laughs> In what can only be seen as a move of solidarity, I hold out to mid-off and was on my way back to the, <laughs> was, was on my way back to the p- pavilion for one. Yeah. As I approached the club rooms, turning a brighter and brighter shade of red, the crowd was hushed as my reputation for explosive post-wicket displays had preceded me. And that was when our 100-year-old scorer turned to me and said, Nuts, who's going out to bat? My very measured, my my very measured reply was, "Are you fucking kidding me? There are nine other fucking cunts sitting here, and you fucking ask me what the fuck is wrong with you?" As I stormed into the club rooms. Sick. S I C. I think not not exact quoting, but went along those lines. Oh, brilliant! I then threw every piece of cricket gear I own against the fucking wall, swearing and cursing the entire time. Yeah, I and. Uh, can I just say the change rooms are literally a meter from where it's, everyone else is sitting? Yeah, all you hear is crash, crash, crash. crash. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> but with that being said, I didn't smash a plastic chair, so shame on no. you, Finchie. Exactly. And the one lesson in that story is never play cricket on your fucking birthday because it's fucking shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, can I say, I reckon we had a uh, team breakfast. Sunday, going into having to chase down 350 and 80 overs, and I think everyone broke it down. It was like, oh, if the top six all make 70, we're fine. And then everyone just went, oh, <laughs> so ridiculous like that. If everyone everyone makes 35, that's it's easy. It's, it's just break it down into like partnership boards, effective batting partnerships. Yeah. So yeah, so that's my um, probably most well known. Spitting the dummy story that's come from um, from my club. Um, the other one from myself personally is a couple of years back. I wore a full toss off a top edge. I top edged a full toss into my face. I chipped, I chipped two teeth and split my bottom lip clean in half to the point I needed about fifteen to twenty stitches to put it back together again. Look and like still have a scar right down the middle to this day. Um, I proceeded as I was on my hands and knees, spitting out teeth and blood, to give the to give the bowler a mouthful and tell him, "Hey, can't how about you keep it on the fucking pitch and this shit won't fucking happen." Oh fucking hell, great! Uh, but um, the funny. circle. Do you want to go uh, to me? Yeah, but yes. you tell yours again. I've got another one, so we'll swing around. But you go with yours again. So I was playing another great team that our club has a uh, healthy rivalry with and a weird friggin' name called Fiji Victoria. That's right. Mm. Victorian. Fiji Victorian, sorry. Playing them uh, in the beautiful surrounds of Holderberg West. That's it, where I grew up, my backyard. Yep, creek dogs everywhere, mate. Just on the banks of uh, Darabin Creek. Creek. Plenty of trolleys, native trolleys. Uh, we bowl first. We bowl first. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Well, I remember detail. not being able to turn one ball an inch for the entire yes, inning. Every so ball went straight. Yeah. I think maybe that sort of got my eye. And it was the end of a long season where we were 
you know, finals bound at the start of the year, all but to capitulate the second half of yeah. the year, and no one made any fucking runs. So, anyway, I was out batting with our very normal and not Asperger's or autistic coach, Futera. We will never know his first name. Um, I was allegedly batting with him, and yep. he allegedly played with yep. us. Alleged Asperger's. Yeah. So, I was batting, feeling okay, just noodling him around, and you know. Strike rate of 20, probably. Yeah, yeah, gin style. Yeah, yep. gin style. Hurt, hitting my one run off every over. Oh, yes, Playing and missing a Usually the bit. last ball, so then you kept the yep. strike for the next I time. I reckon yeah. I nicked one to slip and they dropped it before this happened. <laughs> um, anyway, so I... Uh, Butera comes up to me and says, oh, you know, how are you going between running between wickets, mate? You all right, you know? You okay <laughs> running between wickets? So I said, yeah, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. Let's uh, we'll try and get Let's a few get quick ones it. here. Yeah. We'll try and get a few quick wickets. This is in the middle of the over, so I go back to face up. Hit one to the left-hand side of the right-hand fielder at mid-on. And I've just gone, yes, 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 Rad. Look up halfway down the wicket. Butera's got his head back the oh, crease no. hand at me. No. Oh. And so I've run up to him, oh, just shook hands, had a bit of a chat at the uh, non-striker's <laughs> head. Pretended to give up on running back, but sort of jogging back to the crease. I'm out. The bloke at mid-on has just thrown it four foot over the top of the keeper's head. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm a chance here, and I fucking sprinted to get in the crease. Um, the second slip, who just decided not to back up or anything, the ball went straight to him. He's picked it up, fizzed it into the keeper, and he's taken the bails off, and I was about a foot short. Yep, I so <laughs> I give it up, tried to be do the non-embarrassing thing by desperately trying to run into the crease, then decided to desperately run into the <laughs> crease, <laughs> and was given out. So I've walked off the ground, staring at... Uh, Butera, mm. who sent me back after saying, let's do a few quick singles here. <laughs> and I've proceeded to throw my bat. Uh, 30 metres, according 30 to 30 metres, yeah. yeah. 30 metres. I brought the game into disrepute by throwing my bat, um, <laughs> as it later found in an NMCA hearing. Um, there is a charge for equipment abuse, yep. which uh, gives you a reprimand. Yeah. yeah. But bringing the game into disrepute gives you one week suspension. Is this the same game that you smashed a hole in the wall? Well, I was yeah, gonna I was going to say. But thanks for uh, the story. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Keep going. No, I'll go and I'll just say what you just said. Um, so I walked inside the club rooms. Everyone's quiet, Mick, as you know, as is decorum yes, in a yeah. cricket side. No one says anything to you as you walk off. Um... I walked off as slow as Inzamamo Hucks. I took about 10 minutes <laughs> to get Inzy. off the ground. You got run out like Big Inzy and then walked yeah. off like Big Inzy. Fucking oath. I had a beard like Big Inzy yes. too at the time. <laughs> walk into the change rooms. And so I, as I walk off, I see a teammate, uh, the Governor George. Yep. Was I in the room as well? You were in the room. Um, and I think Conor McNichol ran in to do something in the room for no reason. Just, just so there's a shitload someone. of people in the room when I walk into the change room. Yep. Not just a guy padding up. Yep. Yeah. So George decided to spend 15 minutes putting his fucking shoes on. Ah! So I walk into... Okay, let's say I walk into the room, look around. There's three people in it. I throw my bat against the wall. And the end of the bat jams through the... Perfectly. Uh, perfectly through the plaster. Like sword it was. Yeah. So if you look at a bat from the bottom, yep. that's how it looked exactly. Excalibur style, Gin. Yeah. almost, you know when you see a cartoon Bugs Bunny run through a wall yes. and there's a perfect that's cut exactly out of it? what it was. Yeah. That was brilliant. Is what so was. I've done that, then got pissed off at myself because I'm like, I'm probably going to have to pay for that. Now. Yeah, well, you won't. 
So then I pissed pissed off out to the back corridor while waiting for George to spend 25 minutes putting his fucking shoes on. <laughs> Connor McNichol fucking around with a water bottle or something. Snapchatting someone probably. Yeah, and Bull just fucking saying like kind words like, oh, bad luck, mate, yep. which just infuriates you more. Oh, well, I <laughs> yeah. So I spent, I reckon, a good half hour in there. And, uh, yeah, that's my dumb. Did you end up paying for that walk-in? No, what you did, Bull, was if you recall, good setup here. You're paying me back for ruining the story. Um, <laughs> is there was a sign saying, "Please clean up after yourself in the change rooms yeah, and have general blue ge- tacked under the wall." Yeah, gen- have general respect for yourself yeah, and members and of the community that use this room. Yep. So Bulls grabbed that, which wasn't over the top of the hole in the wall, and just simply <laughs> moved it two foot to the left and put it over the top of the hole in the wall. <laughs> And so we went back there the next season, I think, midway yeah. through, and we pulled off the, the taped up side, still and lo and behold, the hole's still there. Perfect skill of a hole. Perfect skill of a hole. Saved your ass. And then you yeah, got to miss though. the first game of the next season, Alex. Yep, which was a blessing. Yeah. Through your bat 30 like metres. It's a long way to throw a cricket bat, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's what the world record hammer throws. Yeah. <laughs> you might, you might be able to go to the Island Games or something. Mate. <laughs> I throw a ball 30 metres. The cave toss and then the, the <laughs> cricket bat throwing competition. That's it. I have a father-son dummy spit moment oh, from yeah. memory. Yeah. A cricket one? Yep. I remember young Kieran Jatsik playing maybe one of his first games in the ones. And uh, to celebrate that, his father, George, had bought him a brand new bat, which cost about 350 yep. to 400 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran went out hard hands, because he has the hardest hands yep. on earth, steel, yeah. propping forward to a ball and just popped it up and caught bowled or caught it short. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're not or something. Mm. Proceeded to walk off, wild with himself for going out. Yep. Uh, walk off and he winged his bat against the uh, pipe fence we Brand have at West Ivano. The gate just went boom. <laughs> and so he's pissed off at himself and then he's just thrown the bat on the ground or something oh, after that because it would have jarred his hand. Oh, he hit fuck. it pretty hard. He's a strong mm. lad. So then George, who was up on the pavilion, comes storming down the stairs going, Oi. Don't you do that with a bat! That costs 450 bucks! What are you doing? You <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine how angry you'd be after going out, filthy at yourself, and then your dad has a fucking crack at you <laughs> and you walk off the ground. Oh, fucking brilliant. And, and everyone was hushed yeah, when yeah, that yeah. happened. <laughs> hushed Big time. Slavic George just comes storming down the stairs. Everyone's hushed. Yep. Banded down. Uh, Ross, do you have any uh, WSP oh, moments of yourself? I don't. I have very brief recollections of um, you refusing to shake hands, and me probably too, with a guy because he was um, <laughs> he was standing behind the umpire during a game. He was a player, and while they were batting, yep. and he was waiting for his turn to bat, he was standing behind the umpire at the um, you know down past the boundary, off the field, and yeah. signalling wides. Do you remember this? Yeah, and, um, I think yeah, it was from, uh, said, from uh, I memory. think we agreed that he was such a, a um, douchebag that <laughs> he wouldn't shake his hand at the end of the game. <laughs> I reckon you called him like a fuckwit or a dickhead or something. I might have. Yeah, well, yeah. Said you're a oh, yeah, actually, I think you're right. That When we were going to shake hands, we refused to, and I, I called him a dickhead as we were yeah, yeah, leaving. Or a clown I said, you're or a dickhead, mate. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so that was a good one. Yeah. Yep. You got one, Bull? Yeah, David? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ross, you kept going. No, I did have one that's not about um, 
dummy spits is about being unsporting. This is from a long time ago too. Two, we were playing against uh, some team and the, there were two batsmen. One was really good and one was just okay. And um, they crashed into each other running between the wickets <laughs> and both were lying on the ground. And we, we ran out, the batsmen, but, and then we were like, oh, that was a bit shit. And the gunfire gave me out, and then we're like, oh, yeah, but we ran out the wrong one. We ran out the shit one. We should have <laughs> run out the good one. <laughs> I also remember you, Ross. This has just yes. turned into a fucking down memory lane. Yeah, yeah. sportsman like behaviour. So you're a yeah. left-handed bat, Ross. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you ran out to bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And check centre like you're a right-handed bat. Oh, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, sets the field yeah. for the right-handed bat. And then when you went to face up, you'd switch around left-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they've got four gullies, what? four yeah, left yeah. slips. Yeah. And so they're, ah, oh, fuck it, hell. Everyone has to move the field again. All right. <laughs> I was just being a prick because you're no good at batting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that happened because the first time I did that was accidental. So hopeless at batting, I just walk out and just stand there and hold the centers and then realize, oh, actually, I'm standing on the wrong side of the bat. I better <laughs> go and face up. But I think I did it a second time and it was deliberate. The second time. Just a bit. Annoy people. David. Yeah, I suppose um, I, I, I'm on level. I'm on Mick levels of not being happy when I go out. So I've had a few blow ups. I'm a little bit better now. I usually wait till I get into the rooms and then my gear gets strewn everywhere. And at the end of the game, I've got to go looking for a glove or a box or something. But um, in my earlier years, I, I blew up at training one day, so this is how <laughs> serious I was. Um, uh, blew up at training. I, I had one of the worst fucking nets you've ever seen in your life. I, it was in the middle too, wasn't it? Yeah, I was it? in the middle, and I, I was batting, but it felt like I had another man's cock in my hand. Like, I, I didn't know. What does that feel like? What does that feel like, David? I haven't experienced it. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with it. So I had a bat, and I, I may as well have batted without it. That's how bad I went. So mm. anyway, I, I, if the, the net's finished or whatever, so I'm walking towards the gear, and our captain and club legend is padding up sort of in the periphery of where I am. So I've gone, fuck this. I'm so angry I'm going to throw me back. So I've... Fucking gone to big swing and to throw my bat into my bag, but I've held on too long and let the bat go late, so it's come out of my hand and done like this beautiful spiral in the air. And at the last second, sort of Moose, who's the legend in question, has looked up and seen his bat fly at him and has ducked his head, turtle slash butchy boy style, and it's just clipped off the top of his shoulder so I was very lucky that it didn't smash right into his fucking head Um, he was fucking pissed off I thought he was going to throw hands too and he would have kicked the shit out of me he is is a big unit and um, Uh. another one I had another one I remember for for some reason is uh, back in my earlier days probably 17, 18 when I first started playing ones um I'd been dismissed and for some reason I had it in my head that I was going to take my helmet off 
and kick it off the ground the whole way <laughs> soccer ball. <laughs> I, I took the helmet off, I placed it gently on the ground, yep. and then proceeded to dribble it off the ground, like just kicking it as I went. So it's like you're kicking a can down the road. Yeah, right? Those slalom uh, style. But yeah. yeah, it was just, um, yeah, for some reason that's what I was planning on doing. Oh, I might do that next, but I'll play keepy uppies with the helmet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a, a third one that didn't quite um, eventuate into a dummy spit, but got. Um, that would have been close if it was anyone else. So I've been dismissed LBW the first ball of the season. So we've done all the pre-season, we've done all the hard work. 45 sessions, oh, fellas. Mate, running in fucking snow and sleep and yep. all this other rubbish. And um, yeah. I've taken middle. I've stood directly on middle. Left arm over. Ball comes in, just crashes into my pad. Yep. Umpire's finger goes up immediately. He almost appealed with him. <laughs> so then I'm, oh, fuck, first ball of the season's a bit fucking rich in it. So I've walked off, and then, I'm, as is my want from time to time, I'm throwing my shit around everywhere in the rooms. And then one of my good mates' son, so Lace's son, comes in and goes, Oh, did you just go out? <laughs> and I'm like, Fuck, if that was anyone else, I'd kick the shit out of this person. But I'm like, no, he's fucking 10 years old, leave him alone, don't do it to him. I was like, yeah, I just went out. And then he left the room and I just started throwing shit again. So. Yeah, Lace is a big fella too. Yeah, Lace. So that's three of mine. I mean, there's been a million others, but because I'm yeah. just an emotional wreck when it comes to cricket and nothing else in life, to be honest. Not All right. Enough. Yeah, I got one more that's not mine, but I'd like to share just because it's fucking hilarious. Probably. So, so um, in the, against the um, Preston Druids, a team that we had this fierce rivalry for a few years, oh, yes. um... We were playing them at their ground, so which is where we played the final, where I got hit for the massive six as well. So their ground is set basically at the bottom oh. of a hill. That's right on the edge of is it the Merry Creek there? Yeah, like yeah, a canyon. Yeah. yeah. So and it's like, like a it's a baseball diamond, diamond as well. So at one end you've got this big kind of cage like hexagon yeah. kind of looking batting cage type baseball setup and it's a very it's a big steep hill as well so people like to sit up behind the cage and watch the cricket so we're playing the Preston Druids and we were batting and our um captain coach of the time was at the non-strikers and he hadn't faced a ball yet and (laughs) and um the guy at the other end plays this lovely oh ball okay ball was at the other end plays this lovely straight one the guy did he kick it or get a finger on it no I clipped it towards square leg Oh, and okay. then the captain coach just yelled out, yes. And I was like, all right, I'll run because I'm not getting <laughs> yeah. run out here. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's gone for the run. Square legs fired <laughs> it in. Bang. Stumps everywhere. On your bike. <laughs> diamond duck. Diamond duck. <laughs> so for those playing at home, diamond duck is when you have zero runs from zero balls. Extremely, <laughs> extremely rare to get. So there's a couple of lads up on this hill watching behind the the batting Absolute cage area. fucking reptiles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Proper human. reptiles. Which this club is full of proper reptiles. They should be yeah. called the Preston Reptiles in fairness to But um, This was early on too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Sorry, Mick. They're giving him a spray. They even basically gave him a spray all the way on. And they gave him a spray <laughs> all the way off. So he comes yeah, past... He comes past us, throws his shit down. From from memory, and because it makes the story better, he still had his pads on. And he storms up the hill with his pads on. <laughs> and he's like, and you can see him up the hill. Like, we're just sitting there watching because we're just in fucking shock, unbelievably, like, what the fuck's going on here? 
and he's got his, and he's fucking giving them a mouthful for giving him a mouthful for going out. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> he's done the old yeah, come here. He also, mm. yeah, had he, as he was walking up the hill, he had his arm out in front of himself with his index finger, like, as in like, yeah, oh, come, come here. Doing the come here. Yeah. Come hither and let's talk about how yeah. you gave me a spray. Brilliant. Mm. Oh. What are you going to achieve? Yeah. Oh, too drunk. I reckon they were like friggin' 18-year-olds. Yeah, just, yeah. just emotions run high on the cricket. But like, when it's you go out. five minutes after you've gone out, you yeah. feel like you have to go and say, excuse me, guys, I really didn't appreciate how you gave me shit. <laughs> you don't <laughs> drink. Well, you've 12 cans deep at 1.30 in the afternoon. I know where I'd rather be. I was out there batting, watching him stop up the hill, looking at these two blokes sucking cans, and I was like, fuck, I'd love to be those blokes sucking cans. <laughs> <laughs> huh. But yeah, so that's um, but yeah, so that's a bit of a look into some of the joys of local cricket. We haven't had a local cricket segment for a while, so that's uh, uh, that was good way to dip back into the joys of local cricket. But yeah, Memory that's uh, that was beautiful. Yeah, that's all I got, Ross. Oh, uh, oh, that's all. Well, okay, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just thirty anyway, minutes. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have a look now at some international cricket, and you guys can mentally prepare yourself for a quiz straight Ooh, after that. Okay. Yeah, so um. Bangladesh are touring New Zealand at the moment and they got cowed up in um, three ODIs. Not much to report yep. there. they now got three test, three test matches coming up. Uh, our man Colin de Gromhorn in one, one, one of those three games, bowled five overs and took one for 18. So, yeah, cheeky yep. CDG. Mm. Cole, our man. The grand home. Saw, uh, it's a big one. Big Ross Taylor passed Stephen Fleming, so now he's got the most ODI runs for a New Zealand oh. batsman. In that, yeah, um, really the, the second most famous Ross in the world yeah. after obviously our host Ross. Yes, yeah. yes, that's true. Uh, another <laughs> interesting, very, very interesting series that's happening at the moment is South Africa versus Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah. Mm. we'll go back to the first test because the second test is on now, but the first test was an absolute ball terror, low scoring game, but uh, very, very interesting. So South Africa batted first and made two thirty five. Quinton de Kock made eighty. And Sri Lanka, they made 191 all out. So they're just 40 odd runs shy there. South Africa batting second, made 259 all out, 90 to Faf Duplessis, and another 55 to Quinton de Kock. That left Sri Lanka with a second innings target of 304, which would be comfortably the highest score of the match. And they weren't looking great. They were losing regular wickets, and they're 5 for 110 when our man Dick Weller went out. But. Yep. Um, MDKJ Pereira was still in. And it's a he sad partnered... day when the Dick Weller runs dry, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> he was out for a duck. But um, DM De Silva and Pereira uh, got together. Pereira they put on... That's it. They put on 100 together. De Silva making 48. But then things fell apart again with um, De Silva going out. Then Lackmail made a first ball duck. Ooh. And... Uh, Embuldinha made four, and uh, Rajitha made one, and they were looking like they're on the ropes at nine for two hundred and twenty-six, with the victory target being three hundred and four. But our man Ferreira Pereira, <laughs> different ideas, made a hundred and fifty-three not out. One of the great innings. Fernando was six not out off twenty-seven balls. He lasted there for seventy-three minutes, and it was those two got them over the line. There was uh, there was Nick through slip, 
There was both, both batsmen standing at the one end. Someone had a shot. <laughs> North Strikers missed four overthrows. Batsman wasn't wearing a hat or helmet at yeah. some stage. It was all fucking... And up, some man. just, like... I, like, obviously you run out of like ways of getting someone out when they're 150. So they're just bowling short dross to... Yeah. Pereira and he was just hitting them, them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, it was good to watch. I saw the highlights. Oh, clubbing them. Every fast bowler bowled a short dross at him and he hit every one of them everywhere. Was this South Africa or West Ivan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Decent bowling lineup. Rabada, Stain. Yeah. Uh, yeah Stain, Philander, Maharaj, yeah, Rabada. Yeah, Gats, Philander was there. Yeah. yeah. So it's not as if they rolled up against fucking. Yeah. You know, Preston Druid's thirds and yeah. pulled up 150. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of the all-time greatest innings ever. Yeah. Yes. No, Comparisons in yeah. were made with um, uh, Brian Lara's 153 in 1999 oh, yeah. that you might recall, uh, where he, they got the runs against Australia nine down in a test match in yep. the West Indies in about March of 1999. So it was 20 was years later. Same score, 153. Sorry? Well, did West Indies chase four hundred that day, or am I? No, no, they, there was a bit less. That was another. That was a two thousand and three oh, right. tour where they got oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah four hundred. Yeah. So, uh, fascinating test match. Great finish. Uh, just to put a cap on that, uh, Pereira Kusul Pereira was the man of the match, and the match referee was Sir Richie Richardson. Hey, oh, of course yeah. it was. Mm, yeah. Was his but match we... referee hat a little bit wider than everyone else's? <laughs> yeah, a little bit bigger. <laughs> a little bit broader brimmed, but not yeah. as big as a Matty Hayden sunblocker. Yeah, oh, yeah. that fucking hat. Um, <laughs> second test. So that was a low-scoring test. I think that was in... Cape South Down? Africa. It was in South Africa. Anyway, this one's at Port Elizabeth. Another low-scoring <laughs> test. It's partway through. South Africa batted first all-out 2-2-2. 60 to Markram at the top and 86 to Quinton de Kock. He's been in good form. Sri Lanka batting second, 154 all out. Uh, 42 to Dickweller down the bottom there was uh, important. But uh, M. Buldinia was absent hurt, so didn't bat. So batting one man short. They're very similar scores to the previous test match. Rabada took four for there. Uh, Fat Guts isn't playing, don't know why. Maybe um, pulled a stomach muscle. No, he had a hamstring strain or something. All oh, right. He had, a, too, he had a buffet to go to. Good, <laughs> good man. Half price at food. <laughs> buffet. Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah. Okay. South Africa's second innings was a shit show. They were 128 all out. Faf to yeah, see high were, on dry we on 50. Were last night, Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were pretty much cruising, I reckon, yeah. when we well, when you went to bed. I kept watching for a bit. Like they two were two for 60, yeah. two for probably even yeah. 70, I reckon. Yep. Yeah. No, they're three for 50, so something like that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. Anyway, yes, they fell away quick after Duplessis, uh, 156006, yeah. so made a phone number of the last seven batsmen or so. Yeah. It's their long tail again. Yeah, well, they've got Quentin de Kock at six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit longer. De Kock's a good batsman, but yeah, I guess it depends who they got after him. What's the uh, they had a debutante at seven. Yeah. Uh, so, Sri Lanka, second innings, their target to win is 197, and they're yep. two for 60. Oh, that's where we got the talk yeah. from. Yeah, and they've still got Pereira to come. Oh. Pereira. Yep. Yes. And it's interesting, um, they're going to have a long tail, well, Sri Lanka, because they've got the keeper at six, and um, uh, looks like the tail under Embaldinia won't bat. So, 
They only need another 137 runs. So see how they Quite go. Mm. They I reckon be probably it'll be. I reckon they well, they have a lot of confidence. They did it last week. They can do it this week. It'd be interesting to think no that chance. Sri Lanka, who are woeful here in Australia, and in New Zealand prior to that, could go to South Africa without yeah. their captain Angelo Matthews and yeah. without a couple of other bowlers and win two nil. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Won't happen. Yes, uh, and uh, there's a bit of international cricket happening in the West Indies still. That was a great um, test series, and it's now headed over into a one-day series. It's a five-game ODI series, which will warm the cockles it's 13 there. days, and Ross. 13 days. Five yep, that's games. how long it'll take them to get five games. It's good. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're doing like... Um, Friday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, something like that. Yeah. Or maybe a bit longer. First um, first match, West Indies batted first. Chris Gale's back for um, his ODI Swan Song, Mick, and he's uh, yep. letting uh, everyone know the universe dude. boss is out mm. there. And he's, he's, um, <laughs> this is a moment where we can talk Chris Gale for a little bit. He's going to mm. play these ODIs, and he's going to play the World Cup, then he's going to retire. And then he's, gonna, he's the only player I've ever heard of who's keen to play in the 100 in England. Yep. Because he said, what would a tournament be without the universe boss there to get things started for you? So I'll come over and help him out and uh, get the 100 and make it great, basically. <laughs> huh. Yeah. He's uh, he's uh, quotes in a... In articles must just write themselves when you get a chance to interview Chris Gale. You just put down quotes, mm. I reckon. <laughs> anyway, he made 135, the universe boss, off 129 ball. Hit 12 sixes uh, to fire the West Indies for eight for 360 off their 50 overs. But not enough to contain England. They did it easy. 49th over. Uh, Jason Roy, 123 off 85 balls. Oof, 15 oh. fours, if That's you don't mind. Yeah, and then Joe Root moved up to number three. And he made 102 off 97 balls. Oh. And got him over the line. So a That's couple a of centuries. Bad. 364 for four in the 49th over. Victory to England. And they're currently playing the second match. And at the moment, it is a case of, here we go, second ODI, West Indies versus England. West Indies batted first, and they made 289 for six. England are currently 228 for five. Both openers made diddly squat, and then Morgan and Stokes made a pair of 70s, but they've just lost two wickets. Butler's on 31, not out, and Mo Ali hasn't faced a ball yet. So interesting Sweet. to see how they go. Uh, it was 104 to Hetmeyer that got the Windies to 289. Uh, and Chris Gale made a 50. So, universe well, boss is still the boss. Yeah. Boss him. Yeah. Well, if Chris Gale's interested in the 100, it means, yeah. he's <laughs> it means he's interested in just really bad ideas. So, maybe the maybe the, um, Gillan McLaughlin should reach out to him and say he wants to play <laughs> AFLX next year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was good. That was good. I can see Chris Gale playing AFLX, and by playing, I mean like standing stationary somewhere. Because yeah, uh, I don't see him running the length. Mate, of the if field Andrew to do Johns anything. can play BBL, there's no reason that Chris Gale can't play <laughs> AFLX. Yeah. Ah, oh, jeez. That got to mention your favourite um, uh, big bash player, Mick Andrew Johns. Now I'd forgotten this, but apparently the very first. T20 game in Australia, Big Bash, KFC Big Bash, whatever it was called, finished with um, 
New South Wales is uh, Simon Kadich blocking out an over in a run, the last over of a run chase, and New South Wales losing because he didn't think Andrew Johns could face a ball, so he didn't let him face. He's trying to hit fours and yeah, couldn't, and so yeah, weird. There you go. Uh, glad I shared that. To Andy Pycroft <laughs> being the match referee at those ah, my favourite. Yep. The pie hole. Yep, oh, Jim Bowles Pycrofts. <laughs> yep. Oh, good. Oh, yes, oh, now. Good. Now your brain should be suitably supple now to handle yes. the quiz. Yep. Okay. I'm excited. So here we go. Have it I is... a full dynasty, Ross? I think I've won yes, the last you're... three, haven't I? You're on yeah, what, what it's called in the trivia business as a hot streak. Alex. Hot streak. Hot streak dynasty. Okay. Now, we have a first question. We'll take it in turns, go around the circle, we'll start with Alex, then David, then Mick. Yep. I think that's why I win. <laughs> yes. Okay. Soft throw. We've got, can you please name the players who have scored three or more double centuries for Australia? Three or in, in, more. Three or more in, in test match cricket. Tests? In test cricket, yes. Uh, Well, Donald Bradman. Yes, one to you. He scored 12 double centuries, would you believe? Fuck! Yes, in test cricket. Jesus! Yeah, didn't get 13, but fucking shit, come (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the devil's number, Mickey. Deliberately didn't do it. My turn, Ross? Yes. Michael Clark, didn't he? He got four in a year, I think. Yes, he. I don't know if he got four in a year, but he's got four. So yes, he is one of them. He got in the one to you. Year, I reckon he got all four of them. We saw one of them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. We head over to Mick. Uh, Ricky Ponting. Yes, Ricky Ponting got six yeah. double centuries. Ooh. So uh, you've got three of the players, and there's six in total. Okay. So round we go okay. back to you, Alex. I'm going to say Matty Hayden. No, he did oh, not get. I thought because he got the 400, he must have. No, I got 380. 380 or I don't reckon he got another double century. I reckon he made 197 or something like that in at the Gabba one time, and 190 in India or something like that as well. But yeah, there you go. You anyway, know what's going uh, through my head every time I answer this? Don't say Mark Waugh. Don't say Mark. Yeah. Waugh. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Waugh's top test score was 150. Three, I think. Yeah. Are we talking modern? Yes, they're like all modern, modern players. Play? Yeah, yeah. Oh, one's a, one is a little bit older, but they all their careers sort of overlap, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so they sort of go. Back. one of them. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he's got three double tons. Yep. I remember two. One he made in Adelaide, and I think it was against yep. New Zealand, and he made a two fifty against England at the Boxing Day yeah, Test the once. Yeah, yeah. I was there that day. I don't know where else he made one, but there you go. Um. Can't think. Mark Taylor. No. Ooh. Nope. Ooh. All right, I've got Steve Smith. No. Ooh. I reckon he's got maybe two then. Back to David. Um, so there's two left. And they're yep, there's two left. Players. Well, they're, mod- they're the older two, yeah, but they're still, you know, okay. names Was, you know. Um, Bob Simpson one of them? Yes, he made three. He's there not modern well, yeah. he overlaps with 70s, the players. Yeah. They all overlap, sort of. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, One so left. Me then? I've got three. Yep. It's your uh, favourite bloke in Australian cricket, Mick. Oh, Ian Chappell. 
No, Greg Chappell. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say Greg Chappell, and you fucking threw me by saying my oh, favourite. That's all right. That's all right. Greg you, you, I'll, I'll give you that one, and you still lose because David got three, and you only got two. All right. Is so one that's more? The most double centuries. The, um, the next one we go to is an interesting one because it's not something uh, that you necessarily might know, but this is the most half centuries by oh. Australian in Test cricket. All right, and we've got the top five here, and they're 40 or above half centuries. 40 oh, wow. or above? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ricky Ponting. Yes? Yeah. One to Alex. 40 or above? Fucking hell. Oh, the Don, surely. No. Oh, because you've got to be convertible. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he just converted. Yeah. Yeah. All right, over to you, Mick. Um, 40 or 40. Bloody hell. Um... Neil Harvey. No. Ooh. Alan Border. Yes, he's got the most. He's got... I'm just picking players that have played for the longest. Yeah. yeah 63. Oh, 63 half right. century. Yep. Steve War. Yes, 50 half centuries to Steve War. Jesus. Mark War. Yes, 47 half centuries to Mark War. Back to you, Alex. Played for a long time. Michael Clark. No. Mm. Uh, Matty Hayden. No. He converted. He's a century maker. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I'm going to say this one. I don't think he's made that many, but because he yeah, always. Yeah, I know. I'm going to say it too. <laughs> Shane Watson. Yeah. No. No. Made a lot of 35s. <laughs> Free shot at it. Anyone? Ian Healy? No. It's Mark uh, Taylor. There we go. Uh, so Alex, Alex won that one. Nice Back mini dynasty. <laughs> one. <laughs> mini dynasty of one. <laughs> oh, good. Indeed. Yes, so that like was the, um, the record there for most 50s. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Just a little short nice. little quiz. Yeah. Good nice. Work. Good work, Ross. Yeah, no worries. Anytime. And you're welcome. <laughs> Every oh, well, two weeks, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, I think that uh, brings us to a close. If we've got any listener feedback. Uh, so Michael Beer said that we were fucking funny um, in uh-huh. a message on Twitter. So he, he enjoyed our work, um, inducted him into the Hall of Fame or the yeah. Mid-Off Cricket Podcast Hall of Fame. He actually said he would have turned up to the awards night. We just didn't yeah. think to yeah. ask him because we thought he had better shit on. Yeah, and we didn't actually have an awards night. That turned No, no that's right. <laughs> we don't tell him that. Now, no, now we're sure. his Hall of Fame, yes. Yeah. Yes, very good. Uh... <laughs> oh, synergy. Uh, yeah. the, um... I reckon we should give ourselves a pat on the back for being social media influencers over the last couple of weeks, yeah. especially pat yeah. Mick on the back. Yeah. It's we've all done all right. right on, Mick. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've done it right. Some uh, of our finest work, fellas. What, you know what's what? great when you listen to a podcast is people congratulating themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck we good. <laughs> How fucking good are we? <laughs> I've just got a bit of listener feedback that I wanted to share because I thought it was very, very funny. Uh, yeah. Our man from um, the UK, one of our men from the UK, uh, Christopher Hanstock has been yeah. in touch uh, about uh, Marcus Stoinis winning the ODI Player of the Year. 
at the Allen Board at the the Night of Nights, the Australian Cricket Awards. <laughs> he said the cunt must have had the heads up beforehand, dressing like this. So he's got the he's got the the. He looks like he robbed Richie Benno's grave to get the white jacket out. And then he's got a pair of 1930s spectacles on with a chain thing, you know, around the back so they don't yes. fall off. Yeah. And then he's got a train driver's hat on. Yes. <laughs> what are and you doing? And exposed ankles, by the way. Don't forget oh, the exposed ankles. Oh, I missed that. And that a big, got um, big um, chronometer on the wrist, so heavy that his, yeah. his hands weighed down by it. <laughs> Usman Kawaja style watch. Uh, Tell you and get then bad he's... fellas. <laughs> <laughs> so, I should... I don't know how to get these up onto social, so I'll delegate oh, that we'll to someone else. Yeah. Uh, Chris has managed to send through us a doppelganger of Marcus Stoinis at the awards night. So Stoinis is holding his trophy. It just looks like I don't know, a stick of wood, basically. Yeah. <laughs> With some stylized stumps on it or something. It looks like a whole heap of trash. It looks as bad as bad as the splayed stumps clock at the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old fucking walk the, You take that back. Yeah. <laughs> the doppelganger picture is an old bloke who looks like he's in his, you know, he works on a vintage steam truck. He's got his yes. blue overalls on, a pair of glasses and a train driver's hat. And then in his hand, he's got a giant like train driver's sledgehammer. Dirty hand. <laughs> Looks like he's on yeah, the Australian ODI player of the year. He's a bit of a fatty, too. He's, old he's holding up his Australian ODI cricket of the year award, which is a sledgehammer. Uh, Good gag for radio, this, oh. Ross. Oh, yeah. Great yeah, work. Just get these pictures up on... So, right. On um, socials, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chris finished with saying that surely Australia ODI Player of the Year is like the Nazis awarding humanitarian prize. <laughs> uh, England should have a Test Opener of the Month award, given how hard they cycle through them. And then yes. he finished off with top order batsman of the fucking week. Rory Burns with a gutsy 29 against three teenagers from Guyana gets it for this week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so very good quality stuff there from Chris. Thanks very much. I love the picture of the old dude with the sledgehammer at the um, railway workshops or what steam, are we steam him? workshops. I'll send him a stubby holder. I'll, I'll, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll get Mick onto the carrier pigeons for that one and oh, get yeah. someone else to do the socials to get that those pictures up on our, posting, um, Ross, delegate everything. our media. And uh, our, um, do our we have uh, kudos to Denzel for mentioning big lugs? Oh yes, no. is it? Yes, yes. Yeah, um, big lugs with butterfingers. <laughs> yes, mm. our man Denzel mentioned that um, there's a lot of butterfingered big lugs getting around in the ODI West Indies, England. It comes naturally Love to it. them. Was my reply. Yeah, butterfingers yeah. and being no. a big lug. Oh, here's yeah. one thing I don't know about our two favourite listeners, Denzel mm. and Chris. Did they, did they play cricket at all? Oh, at a local level, I can't remember if they. Yeah, get mm. back to us. And Maybe I, I reckon got a... Denzel would have had a few fucking blow-ups too. Yes, yeah. I, reckon I reckon he would have just fucking snap bats, put it up against the wall, and kick the shit out of his bat. <laughs> so give us some of those stories about and every all of our other listeners. Give us some stories of blow-ups. We fucking three love others. Them. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah the three ah. others. Yeah, if you well, got a good one, I'm send them talking... through. If they're really good, we'll read them out next week. Yeah. I'm talking to all yeah, six of you when I say this. 
All right, we are on all major social media and podcasting platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter at Midoff Cricket, on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. See you later. See you later.